Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name's Jess Phillips, and this is yours sincerely. I've always been a prolific letter writer, both the good and bad kind, and know the power of putting words to paper. So in this podcast, I want to give my guests a chance to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. And when we've heard more about each person, they'll reveal how they would sign off each letter. Liberty Poole is a TV personality and model who came to fame on last year's season of Love Island and competed on Dancing on Ice. Today I'm excited to talk to her about the letters she would send to three people who mean the world to her. Right, well, hello and welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you because you sound like me. Oh, hello. <laughs> we are from the same place. Whereabouts are you from? Originally I'm from Bartley Green, but then I've been living more like sort of like dead life, but I pick up accents so easily. So I feel like because a lot of my friends are from London, I'm starting to sound a bit more London and lose my Birmingham roots a little bit. Not many people, uh, this is niche for the audience, yeah. uh, not many people move from Birmingham to the black country. It's usually the other way around. I know, I know. To be fair, I think I'll probably move out of the black country soon. It was just convenience at the time because I went to King Edwards in Starbridge. You know, King Edwards um, College, the one for all the smart academic people. That was me once upon a time. <laughs> I left with nine eyes, nice start. It was pretty good going, to be fair. Did hate them assemblies though. They used to make you stand up in front of everyone, so it's like they used to like think they were rewarding you, but actually it wasn't a reward because they're making you stand up in front of everyone to know that you're the best at this subject and you're the best at that subject. It's like singling out all the nerds in the air and stuff. Well, I mean, what did you want to do when you left school? Like, you know, it sounds like you were pretty academic and clever. Yeah, to be fair, I did like triple science. So I got an A in chemistry, bio, all that. But to be fair, I feel like I did better in, in school than I did in college because I just sort of, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I've always been chatting and everything. I've always sort of, you know, been bubbly. But I didn't, I was finding it hard to like enjoy an actual subject because I actually think, looking back at school, they should teach you business and they should teach you about mortgages and, you know, educational stuff. Like now, for the first time in my life, you know, I'm, you know, director of my own company and like I've got, you know, I'm looking at getting my first mortgage and getting on the property ladder. And I do not have a clue where to start because I've never been taught this at school. Like when it comes to accountancy and VIT this and VIT that, I was just like, what? There's three different types of tax to pay and all this sort of stuff. The tax system's awful. Well, you know, we get a free NHS, so I can't complain too much, but it is a lot. And then obviously getting my first mortgage and you just don't know where to start. And I feel like this should be in the system. But at the time, obviously, I was just learning subjects or whatever. But I got to college and I was always that sort of goody two-shoes at school that didn't really like... I, didn't, I, I was like, you know, I had friends and stuff, obviously, but... I don't think I was, like, down with the crowd and that. Do you know what I mean? So when I got to college and stuff and there was all these, like, parties going on and it's exciting, it's fun, I just sort of, like, 
turned to a bit, you know, party girl, whatever, I like to go out with my friends, I like to socialise. When you're 17 and it's a bit naughty to have a bit of a drink on the weekend, so it's all new and fun to you. And I just think I lost track of my like, education. Like, I got my first job in Nando's and stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, like, I still, obviously, I still wanted to be a doctor and then I got into marketing. It was really weird, actually. I just switched from being, like, science-orientated and doing, like, chemistry, biology, psychology to wanting to do marketing and PR. And when I'd done that at uni, like, it was so much more up my street. But I didn't realise that back then because we never had that as an option at school. But as soon as I started doing it at uni, I loved it. Like, it was a bit more, it got a bit more of my creative side out. I had to work on, like, advertising projects and all that. So that just become way more up my street. And obviously now I sort of do a bit of influencing, which is, like, the other side of it. Um, which I've been getting used to because I'm awful with technology. I'm not going to lie. I presume you don't really write letters because people of your age don't do that. No, if I feel like I want to get emotions out, then I might write a cheeky paragraph in my notes that I'll probably delete later on because it's probably not the best idea to send it. I feel like that's what my generation does more. To be fair, I do that a lot. I write, I write um, if I'm going to have a difficult conversation with somebody, which I have to do quite a lot, certainly with my friends, like if I'm like, you know... I write a letter to them in my notes um, and I do delete some of them because, you know, there are bad faith actors and state actors who try and hack my phone. So they are reading the emotional turmoil of a group of women friends in Birmingham. So I should really delete them. That is me thinking that was like metaphorical then, but no, you actually have actual like, you literally have, OMG, that's mental. <laughs> that I thought he was using some like metaphorical term to describe the haters in your life or something, but no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. I, I have those, but I literally mean the the sort of states that wish to seek to harm the United Kingdom um, and have advantage over their politicians. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they wow. ha- they hack your emails and your phone and stuff. So um, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, Basically, you- anything I write down, I should expect to to one day be public so I try not to write too much there does this make me a target being in the call with you no. <laughs> <laughs> unless you think you can influence his government policy and yeah. like defence spending then no you're, you're... people for prime minister play now <laughs> do you have any letters that you've kept from your like childhood or from a job offer or I have quite a lot of like birthday cards in my life. I don't keep enough letters to be honest because when it's when you know the government asking for letters of me, I seem to lose them all. Don't open my post. I'm awful like that. <laughs> Literally, but the amount of times when I was like, open your post, open your post, it's a joke. But yeah, like I do, I do have letters. Like I have birthday cards, at, like from when I was younger and stuff. I once had this strange letter off my nan who I don't talk to as much anymore, but I forgot, I was seven years old and I forgot to send my dad a birthday card once and I had a letter through the door saying, no, that wasn't seven, I think I was about 12. I had a letter through the door saying, how come Libby can wax her legs at the age of 12 but not send her dad a birthday card? So that was a bit, that was a bit of a letter I won't forget. But um, yeah. Oh my God, from a grown up to a child. Yeah. So also, was... waxing your legs and writing a letter to your dad are two completely different things. Exactly, exactly. I did forget that that one, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think letters are something that don't come by as much now. Did you not grow up with your dad? Yeah, so my dad lives in Germany. He lives, he's lived there my whole life. So my mum raised me as a single parent. Um, I've had letters through my door, actually, like, as in, like, on pieces of paper from maybe guys that I've ditched because they've messed up. You always get that. I don't know why, but it always goes from a text to a letter as soon as they mess up. I don't know what they think that like, <laughs> like They the, think it's more sincere to they, say yeah, sorry on Yeah, paper. or the, the dramatics of that, maybe. Maybe it's the dramatics, I'm not sure. Did but you ever that's fall for it? Common. I won't judge you if you did. We've all fallen I have fell for it Yeah, of course you have. We all yeah, have. But, yeah, it's like, oh my God, it's a letter. Like, if, it was a, if it was a text, you'd be like, nah, nah, see you later. When well, you get something for the post, you're like, Oh, they've made this effort, but then they don't change anyway, so it's just <laughs> better just to set it on fire while you have it and put it in the bin, do you know what I mean? Don't even read it. No. Especially like <laughs> cheating men, sending you letters yeah. saying that they didn't mean to cheat on you. I tell you when I wanted the effort from the letter, 
when you know at the moment you had made the decision to cheat on me exactly exactly i don't get that i think she is awful i think i'd just be single do you know what i mean i think just break up with someone if you don't cheat on them she and it's one of the most selfish things you can do because why are you out having fun when your other half could literally be meeting someone that wants only them like if you don't want them just let them go to meet someone that does want them it's one of the most selfish things it is mm. it is pretty selfish but i have to say i think that that might be my favorite letter anyone's ever said that you nonsense you're a letter so <laughs> equating Waxing your legs. You can't. You can't send. You can wax your legs at twelve years old, but you can't send people people birthday cards. I would have waxed Soz Dad into my legs in hair <laughs> and made his Just legs. like that. Yeah, like that. There you go, Soz Dad. Yeah, Soz Dad. <laughs> oh dear. Did your dad not write to you from Germany? Yeah, he used to send me like birthday cards every year and stuff. Um, but yeah, I am like closer to my mum really. Like my mum is the person that like is literally like my role model, lover to pieces. Like she taught me to be like a strong, independent woman. Like she is literally like, as, as our generation would say, I suppose, ride or die. Don't know if you've heard that phrase. <laughs> yeah, she's literally like my ride or die. You used to call it shit or bust. I mean, that's the same thing. Uh, yeah, ride or die. You just might as well give it a shot. Uh, yeah. You only live once. I have quite a few dramatic love stories in my family, actually, that I'm, wait- I'm waiting for mine yet. But my nan and granddad actually... Um, got like got together when they were 14 i wear their attorney ring on this finger and then they split up for 20 years had my mom really young my nan raised my mom as a single parent alongside my great grandma and stuff i've got a very like woman dominated family and then they split up for about 20 years and then when i was born um they actually started babysitting me and got back together and they've been together ever since yeah, so they've been together for another 20 years now, but they were childhood sweethearts and I've still got, still got their eternity ring. Oh, my God. I mean, then, sort of, has it got a break in it, in the eternity? No, it's still there. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, I've dressed it up with a bit of Pandora over the top just to modernise it, but it's still there. But, yeah, and then um, another one is um, my mum. So she raised me for, like, a single mum and she didn't literally have a boyfriend for, like, 12 years. I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but she, like, stayed celibate everything. She just didn't want, like, to have... Yeah, she didn't want to have a partner. She just wanted to focus on raising me. She made a lot of sacrifices. She gave up her job to to take a lower-paid job so she could see me more. She, um... She got a first class degree while being a single parent in drama and her teaching degree and whatever. And it got to about like 12 years old. And I was like, mom, you need to like meet someone. Like I wanted to see her happy and whatever. Anyway, it turns out that like she had a state website. I was like, go on, go you. She's like, which one do you like, Lip? I said, like the look of him. He's all right. You know, he'll do whatever. And then, uh, so then they like met up or whatnot. And then first boyfriend she had in 12 years. And she's still with him today. And they've been married three years. So I thought like maybe I'll bring people together. Or maybe you are destined to not be with somebody until later life. I mean, yeah, like, or maybe. either way, those stories. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's my destiny. Could go either way, but yeah. Gotta have a dramatic story. So I've asked you to think about three people you would want to write letters to. So the yeah. first one is the person who means the world to you. So who would that be? That would be my mom. I think I've sort of just said a little bit why. Like she's always taught me to be independent from young. Like I used to catch a plane on my own to go see my dad when I was seven. Obviously, I had like people look after me. It wasn't and, and it wasn't a child neglection case. But she obviously, yeah, she's always taught me to be independent. And it, I got to about the age of like twenty one, and my mom was like, because my um, stepdad lives in Abu Dhabi now, and she was like, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, like. Like, and I said, you know what? You do you. And some people don't understand that. Some people will say, like, Lib, like, I can't believe you're on your own in this country without your mum or, or much family. Like, how do you cope? And they don't understand because of I grew up with the sacrifices that she made for me. I was quite easily able to go, you know what? I'm 21 years old now. I'm an adult. I'm fine living on my own. I'll take care of myself. And was like, you know what, mum, go live your life. And people will judge her and be like, she's living the high life in Abu and this and that. But she deserves it. There was time. Also, where... you're 20... How old are you now? 22? 22? No, actually, I weren't 21. Uh, 
I weren't 21. Yeah, exactly. I was like 19. I think I was 19 when she left because it was just before COVID hit. I think it was, I was 19. I'm 22 now. But like, like yeah, I was 19. But people, sometimes people don't understand Yeah, I can it. see that. I've got a 17-year-old yeah. son. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I left home when I was 18. It's, mu- yeah, exactly. it's much less common nowadays, what you're yeah. describing. My mum got married when she was 17. I left home when I was 18. Uh, and I, in fact, I'd lived with my boyfriend before that. <coughs> um, yeah, so I was younger. And like I've never lived with my parents a- a- again since then. I had a baby when I was 22. Like, actually, the younger generation, the norm that you live with your families for much longer. I mean, I'm trying to not instill this in my 17-year-old son. I'm like that. Go and rent somewhere. Um, but, um, like, you know, that 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 is a modern thing. That is a Generation Z thing. Yeah. That, absolutely, because that, that didn't used to be the case. So, you know, 20 years ago, your mother wouldn't be judged for that. But nowadays, I can see that at 19, people would have... But yeah, your, your mum is absolutely right. I always say to my kids, because I've got two sons... I say we are a square and every corner matters as much as the other corners like you just like it's my responsibility to make sure you get on in the world but don't think you don't also have a part to play in making sure that we all have a nice life like everybody's life matters equally in this square like some of us have more responsibility but we we all have to play a part in making sure everybody's life is all right I don't like the idea that like people become complete and utter slaves to their children Um, Mm. I think my children have a responsibility to make sure I have a nice life as well um, and they have to fit in with my life and I have to fit in with theirs it's it's two way street so I absolutely you know your mum all power to her elbow exactly in a way as well I think it's been freeing because it's sort of changed my mindset like I've grew up in the few like in the past few years quite a lot when like when I've been living on my own and I've had to like do stuff like that you know you sort of rely on your mum for I've cooked for myself I've I'd say I clean, but I'm awful at cleaning. I am quite lazy. I do get someone in for that. Cleaning, I haven't quite mastered yet. I've got a cleaner. Yeah, I've got, I've got the time. I've got time for it. No, I literally, I can't. It's just something I've, I've I haven't got the time or the intonation. Exactly, exactly. And I just think, like, you know, I just, yeah, it's just made me more independent. And also, like, it hasn't, I think sometimes you can grow up and be set in a certain area, get in a routine get used to certain a certain way of life like you say yourself and i think sometimes it's just better to just be free and like not have that oh, i'm gonna stay here because of this 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 i'm gonna stay there because of this 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 i'm just gonna go out and do my own thing and that's what i'm like at the moment like my mum lives in abu dhabi my dad lives in germany my dad and granddad live in wales i've got quite a small family unit but i don't really have family that i see regularly like in in birmingham like my family in birmingham are my friends and i love them to pieces but i'm not set on an area like i could live on anywhere i wanted like do you know what i mean yeah honestly sweat that asset because i've got two kids who are both in school and like you know and i'm a relatively free person i I don't even live with them after week um because i live in london half the time but um but yeah like i mean i can't you know i I can't even go on holiday when it's not the six weeks holiday do you know what i mean like yeah well you're not tied down live your life man honestly if i could go back i would have i would be like i mean i had my baby's quite young so uh but yeah it's incredibly freeing and your mum has obviously instilled that in you the freedom yeah and also i think watching watching like her grow up like there was times where we did struggle like my after all the bills were paid or what like the disposable income me and my mum had sometimes was like seven pound a week like i'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying this either but sometimes my mum had to like get toilet roll from work because we just didn't have it and then with the struggles that we had and yeah, like I've seen her, the struggles of her raising me as a single mom and everything she's had to go through. And it's, she's, yeah, and that, I think that's what gives me like the kick and the drive and the motivation and why I'm so, not not even anti-men, but so like, I'm, I wanna be financially dependent on my own. Like I don't wanna have to rely on a man. I don't wanna be in a man's world. I wanna be in my world where I'm in control of it. And I feel like because of the way she's brought me up, that's what keeps me going and pushing myself further and further and being ambitious because I've seen what she went through and how and every sacrifice she made to raise me and me and my mum are like best friends. 
And it's literally just made me think, yeah, you know what, I want to do this. I don't want to rely on anyone else. I, I mean, I just love all people from Birmingham, basically. Yeah, I mean, I there's a few exceptions that I'm not that keen on, but mostly no. I just love all I people. I feel like we're all down to earth, if I do say so. We're, we're just friendly as well. Yeah. We're just a friendly well, thing. Alison, Alison Hammond. Exactly. Well, a perfect I'd example, say, the Queen say, of Birmingham. I'd say National Treasure, but I'm going to say Birmingham Treasure. She's probably both, but she's Birmingham Treasure. She is. And also, yeah. we just sort of shrug about things and go, it'll probably be all right. That is like oh, the total that. Birmingham sorry attitude is yeah. like, oh, well, it'll probably be all right in the end. Like we are, and sometimes that is perceived as us being a bit sort of slow and sluggish, but actually it's just really laid back. I always say that if Birmingham had a tagline, it'd be like, come if you want. <laughs> If it, if it suits you, yeah, pop in. Like we're really, really chilled out about things, and I really, I really like that about. I do as well. It's the best yeah. thing. Uh, so, how would you sign off the letter to your mum? What would you say to her? I'd probably say thank you for teaching me the ways of being an independent woman, and giving me the ambition and drive to be successful, and feeling like. Yeah, like I've just I've I'm in control of my situation and I don't have to be yeah, relying on anyone else because I've got a stable family unit and she's brought me up in that. You you you, you know, you you say it and it becomes like a sort of tagline that we use uh that gets said in magazines and memes on the internet about being a an independent woman but what you just said I, I'm I work all the time with victims of violence and abuse um, and women who are terribly controlled by the mm. people but what you said about you being in control of your life if I could make every woman in our country feel truly like they were in control of their even just their bodies I mean I, I mean I could I, my ambition is is small because women Often the thing that means that people are able to that they have violence perpetrated against them or exploitation is because they're not powerful enough to have control over their own lives and it's really really important. When I worked in refuge in in Dublin, amongst many other places, uh, when I worked in a refuge, I used to try and like raise money for the women to have driving lessons. And it seemed like sort of like a, you know, they've got so many other things going on in their lives. But I just thought, to me, the, the thing that gave me the most independence, mainly that I didn't have to ask my husband to drive me to Ikea anymore. And I could just go by myself without having to have a row with him over a Billy bookcase. But I never felt more independent than when I could drive. That's and true, that, that is, I yeah. could just get in a car and I could get away or I could do something. I could, if I wanted to go somewhere, I could go there and like just just those small things about how we have control over our lives we should never take it for granted because you know millions of women in our country mm. have very little control they are tied down mm. by all sorts of expectations on just their bodies and what they should look like even yeah. and so the idea that your mum taught you to be in control of your own life is rare mm. it is incredibly rare yeah. it, it, and most women are not socialised to think like that. It's just important, I think, to know that if you do feel in a situation like that, it's just sometimes baby steps to getting out. It doesn't have to be a whole, like... Because you can feel, like, mentally trapped and also you can feel stuck. It doesn't have to be a whole, like, this is it, I'm leaving you, and a drastic cut-off. It can be baby steps, like... That sounds like me like if I if I don't know anything about a situation and I want to learn and I want to find out I'll take little steps to gain more knowledge and then I'll be you know sorted on that I think if there's just little steps to help like you said like you know being able to have that freedom with your car or even like a little a number to call or or just a code word with someone to get out of that situation then it's just little steps that are accessible to them. You're much more learned than you think because most of the British public, as somebody who has worked with people who've been, you know, exploited from childhood, I've been pimped yeah. out, all sorts of dreadful things. When the public look in on those cases, they, without poor intention, they mean well, but what they say is, well, why don't people just leave? And actually, you, you can't say that. Like, actually, no. it always, no one ever makes a dramatic, it's only in films that people make dramatic exits. It has to be tiny little bolsters 
about things about like you know going to school and getting a qualification going to like you know it never happens overnight um and so your your assessment of it is considerably more advanced than most people's so the the next letter i asked you to think about was somebody who's no longer here so who would that letter be to I would probably say past friends and also past relationships and stuff. I haven't really got a specific. No, no, no. I like it because people always think that I mean somebody who's dead, but I don't mean somebody who's dead. Always, I mean it can be somebody who's dead, but I mean someone who's no longer in your life anymore. Yeah, so I think growing up and stuff, I was quite like young and naive to a lot of situations, and I've lost a couple friends because of toxic behaviour or even relationships because of toxic behaviour that I think sometimes you can be blind to when you're in it which is obviously sort of following on from what we were just saying but um, I think it all comes to about your own standards and what you're willing to put up with from someone and I've honestly never ever lost a friendship or relationship that I've missed at all because... Do you feel though, like, I mean, relationships aside, you're right, I often am very glad to be out of them, but I think that there isn't enough said about when friendships, certainly female friendships, I can't speak for men, but when female friendships end, like, actually, I think that that is a sense of grief that you feel as you're going through it that is uh, like it's like going through a divorce and people don't talk about it enough like especially women's friendships are often very 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 intense I feel very intensely about these people like I do anything for them and and then as it starts to break down it feels in many ways much more painful to me than when my relationships with men have broken down because you know not to slag them all off I'm the mother of two of them I'm very very happily married to one of them but you know there's a sort of expectation that they might let you down whereas your female friendships you have higher expectations very close yeah I'm the girl I'm the girliest girl ever like my girl code is right up there and I have a lot of like standards maybe too too high standards in some people's eyes from friendships in terms of like I wouldn't say I'm high maintenance I'm very very easygoing person but like it's just simple stuff like if my friend's been with a guy I won't go there out of respect and you know what I mean just like girl code and like there are some some I've come across some people yeah. Uh, who think that the way to assimilate with you is to flirt with your boyfriend? I'm like that. No, what is this? Actually, I know, I know. It's just out of order. I think also like, yeah, I think I just always want the best for my friends. I like seeing them successful. I like seeing them happy. But I have been in toxic friendships, which I think people, like you said, always first to go on about relationships, but not actually the toxicity in friendships sometimes. And sometimes I have been gaslit in friendships in the past and I've had to cut them loose because I've had like a girl when she's drunk come out with, I'm so jealous of you. And it was bizarre to me. And like, she'd been doing little things where I was like, okay this is weird like for me I, I don't leave my friends on a night out ever like I, it's not something I'd do especially in their estate and she literally like left me in Liverpool a country, like on my own to go back with someone and I didn't know and I just would never do that and I couldn't get hold of her it was scary I was like 18 you know what I mean and anything can happen to your friends you should never ever leave your friends and she just kept doing things like that so that had to go and there was another um, friendship a lot of stuff in college actually happened where I would go up to the group of girls or they'd just ignore me or I'd say can I come hang around with you guys this weekend and because I'd chosen to hang around with my other friends first they wouldn't allow me around the house even though I was there every week and just like so childish bitterness and that and then making me feel like the worst person like get I got like a voice note saying go back to your cushy little life this and that like really like vile like worse things that I had to cut that loose and I think even little things like sometimes you know expressing yourself how you feel 
and then putting you in a box and shutting down your feelings like they're not important and that you're over-exaggerating and that these can all be things that happen in friendships that I don't think people clock on to because you don't expect it from your friends. Relationships have a stigma. Oh, he's toxic. Oh, he's blah, blah, blah. But you don't see this in friendships sometimes. I think it's important that people start to see it and cut out the negativity from their lives. I think that, and I can't say this without sounding like I'm an old lady and you're a young woman, that I think until, actually, probably you're in your 30s, the the issue of feeling jealous is a major major one like you uh, my, my husband is very 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 straightforward man and he doesn't understand why people compare themselves with other people because he's like like if i'm like oh you know if i'm feeling if i was feeling jealous i've been with him since i was very young so he's watched me go through this whole thing uh, like i'd be like oh you know it just doesn't seem fair like why does she always get all xyz uh, and um he's just like yeah but that's her life and this is your life the two things are separate like he cannot compute that people would compare themselves and now my, fr- my i have like seven uh, like friends who are like my family they are as close to me as my husband in in many cases um my girlfriends and I know that that will last forever because we never feel jealous of each other. And mm. like once, I suppose we'd sort of like you know got married, settled down, had kids, had pro- all progressed to sort of not not necessarily equal levels of success in our careers, but levels that we all wanted to get to. Like nobody's wishing that they were further up the chain than they are. They people are happy in their jobs. That you are all happy for each other. Uh, and like if something really brilliant I really wanted happened to one of my friends I would just feel happy for them but I don't think I did feel like that necessarily always when I was younger I think I would have pretended and made them feel good about it but I might have been a bit like eesh I remember when I was pregnant with my first baby saying to one of my friends um, telling her that I was pregnant and bear in mind I I was 22 years old so it's not necessarily you know it was could have been seen as being somewhat foolhardy. Uh, and I hadn't been going out with my husband for very long. And she said to me, oh, well, now you've got everything. Like, and I was just like, okay, I'm actually quite frightened and could do with a mate. Like, have I made the yeah. right decision? Oh, well, now you've got everything. And it, but that does go away as you get older. I think sometimes feelings of jealousy are natural human feelings to have, like you said, at a young age. But I think as long as you don't let them overtake you and you start treating that person that you feel that way towards and try and belittle their feelings and make them feel shit, then it's fine. Do you know what I mean? But I think when it gets to that point, that's when that friendship, maybe you can reconsider it in the future, but that's when it's expired. Because I truly, truly believe that you... um, How to phrase this? That the energy you keep affects you. So, like, like the energy that you surround yourself with affects you. But I also believe that you can either choose to accept stuff and reject it. So, I feel like you can choose to accept positive. Like, if someone says negative, I can either mentally choose. And some people find it hard doing it, but you really, really can choose to be like, you know what? I know, I know this about me. I know that, that what they're saying isn't true. See you later. Or you can let it fester. And like you said, that's something that I actually struggled with as a young girl. Like, when I was 18 and stuff, and I got cheated on, I actually used to compare myself ridiculously with with social media. And it would never be my personality because I was quite self-assured in who I was in terms of I knew I was bubbly. I knew what I wanted from life. I knew I liked travelling. I was very much, which is quite rare sometimes as a young girl, very like assured. So you didn't just say, you didn't just say I knew I was beautiful. Well, this is what I'm getting to. This is what I'm getting to. But when I was younger, like I literally used to compare myself looks wise to all girls on social media because I was being cheated on. I just never, I always said, oh, well, it can't be my personality because I'm so assured in who I am and I'm, I'm funny and I'm, I'm bubbly, I've got good energy. It can't be my personality. It must be because I'm not good looking enough for this person. And I've got into a toxic habit of comparing myself. And I literally, that's a toxic relationship I had with myself that I had to get rid of and be like, no, 
Why am I doing this? Why? Because I think when people cheat on you, it's never an issue with you. It's an issue with them. And that's what people fail to do. People always seem to blame it on themselves and not not the other half. And that's Fred, what Women blame do. everything on themselves. Women blame yeah. everything on themselves. But why do you think that is? Social, we've been so we've been socialized to take the burden of society and women's pain is tolerable we've been we've been raised to think that if something happens to us even like you know if you raped or whatever like you go what did i do what could i have done that would have been better like we're all people believe yeah we're all programmed Mm. we're programmed to assume fault in ourselves um, and that's because we're less powerful than men, I'm afraid to say. But what you're saying about rejecting it, I, I come across lots of people who are have, have suffered an injustice without doubt. You know, they've suffered an injustice, but they're, they're, they'll then dedicate the rest of their lives to overturning that. And sometimes that's a really, really positive thing. But yes. sometimes it is like they are drinking poison and expecting it to kill someone else. Um, and it is, uh, and there is times when I think you're, you're perfectly justified in your feelings, but your feelings are driving you to sickness, and you you, you can't get over this thing that's happened to you, and rightly so, it's a terrible thing, but like you're dedicating so much time to the negativity that I wish you could focus a, 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 even half as much time to the positivity um, because people will and often they people don't win powerful actors persist and uh, life goes on but um, but yeah don't drink poison and expect it to kill someone else it's really all about mindset and I know it's easier said than done and I think we get so caught up as women as well on what we look like um, is my wife small enough my boobs there like this that and social media of this whole like perfection image when actually, you know, there's people out there that have disabilities, there's people out there with skin conditions, there's people out there with with sometimes, you know, illnesses that they'll never ever be able to treat and resolve. So I think we have to really, when you think about that, it puts into perspective how lucky you are to be healthy and wake up every day and be able to move about and walk. And I think when we, when I'm, getting shallow and thinking about certain things in my body that I don't like it takes me back to that do you know what I mean and it really grounds you again you're 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 right you're right to have that philosophy although we all fall foul we all (laughs) all fall foul of it it. I I once gave a speech in parliament uh, that was giving voice to women from Ireland who had to come over to the UK to have an abortion and what that must have been like for them so it's really feminist speech and it's about women's rights and I'm standing up there and when I watched the video back, all I could think was, I wish I'd put some dry shampoo in my fringe. <laughs> so, like, you know, like... Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all guilty, even the most, yeah. like, you know, the most feminist amongst us, the most, yeah. the, the most outrightly confident and I know what I'm saying and I'm here to change the world. I still am like, my arse looks massive in that video. But why do you think your ass looks massive in that video? Is it because? But is it because of like certain angles? You don't. Is that that big? Or is it because like society says that this it's is because what I've been trained to, to be have. critical yeah. Yeah, of myself? Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? It's mental. It is. It is. So it's how would you sign up your letter to your toxic friends? What would you say? I would say thank you for the life lessons, making me a better person, and more wise. Definitely made me more wise. Oh, look, you're so good. You you were even kind about how the nastiness had. Uh, you're just like a really nice, positive person. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, see you, you later. <laughs> yeah. Do one, bitch. Okay, Don't bye. ever come to my birthday party. <laughs> ever yearned for the perfect pub to reveal itself from some unexpected alley? Well. The Moon Underwater is the podcast for you. Join me, John Robbins, and the lovely Robin Allender Hi. as we help a special guest create their dream pub. From the drinks behind the bar to the music on the jukebox, The Moon Underwater is whatever you want it to be. So, if you would like to join us in Desire's beating heart, search The Moon Underwater. Or maybe The Moon Underwater will search for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the final letter I asked you to think about writing was to someone who has had an effect on your life, but you, you wouldn't necessarily know it. So who would that be? So this one I was actually struggling to think about because it's quite difficult because growing up and whatever, like I have people, but I don't really have people that stand out. And then everyone that stands out in my life at the moment, I sort of talk to them anyway. I'm quite good at like maintaining friendships and stuff. So... What I'd probably say for this one is I'm going to have to go with, like, my girl cat. I'm going to have to sort of rephrase it and say, I'm going to have to rephrase it and say, wasn't in my life before, but since my life has changed, they've been in my life now and have been a huge impact more than they know. That's what I'm going to have to change it to. <laughs> oh, that, um, that is, you know, uh, that is in scope of the bill to talk in part yeah. of the <laughs> And this girl, I would say, uh, is my girl, Kaz, who I met on the show when I went on the show Love Island last year. And, you know, it's been harsh. Like, I was like... You know, a Love Island just, bottle here. How great is the series this show? I have crazy. only watched like two episodes. Oh, it's drama, drama, drama. It's more, I, it's more commitment for me to watch Love Island than they commit to each other. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, it's uh, an hour of my life a day. I'm a very busy woman. Uh, just yeah, can't keep up with it. Honestly, it's like the gym. You make time for it. <laughs> but yeah, I would say like before... Like, obviously, when she wasn't in my life, I was, I, I sort of, you know, I'm still that girl. Like, I was a waitress and I just went into this whole new experience, not really expecting what to expect. And then I went into this new industry. And there was times where I felt, like, lonely at times because my industry can be quite um, competitive, intense. I mean, Love Island, that's literally the point, isn't it? It's that you're meant to, like, compete with each other and be a bit... Yeah, and win the 50k or whatever. And the industry can be like that. And there was times where I didn't really know where I was going with it. Um, But I've just always, like, tried to stick to being me and stuff. But the one girl that's been there to support me all the way through has been Kaz. There's been times where I've literally sat on my bed and feel like, I don't... I don't have anyone like what what is going on with my life because it can be quite lonely when you have that complete life experience change I'm quite mentally strong and I I can deal with things very good but it is a complete life change to points where you're out in public and all of a sudden everyone knows who you are and I've never ever suffered with social anxiety or anything but it can be quite overwhelming sometimes like people come up and say can I have a photo and it's really nice and you feel grateful that they're wanting a photo with you but you get the other side of the spectrum where you'll get judged for being on TV or like I've had for example I can give you an example I've just been to wireless festival in Birmingham of course in Birmingham of course (laughs) and uh, I literally like had the time of my life 
But there was instances there which made me feel really uncomfortable, like in terms of I had this guy come up to me and it was just like a weird vibe and he was just like, I was enjoying time with my friends, but because I wasn't conversating with them, it was almost like I was being gaslit to being made to feel stuck up, which I know I'm not at all. But just because I wouldn't conversate, he was like, you can talk to us, you know. And I was saying, you're all right, but because I wasn't full energy on there. No, like you have to perform like a monkey. Yeah, and and he was just like, oh, by the way, I didn't find you attractive on TV, but you smashed it. And I was just like, what's the need? Yeah, and there was this other occasion where um, these guys literally come up to me and was like videoing me in my face without my permission. And was like, were you on Love Island? And I was like... Yeah, and they were like, ha-ha, or whatever. Like, and like, literally without my permission, just visioing me and stuff, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. I mean, this stuff happens to me all the time. Like, people, <laughs> like, I'll be sitting down at dinner with my family, and people will come up and start talking to me about Boris Johnson. And like, yeah. you know, it's one thing when people stop you and talk to you in the street. That's, I, I, you know, it's fine, I don't mind. Yeah. But like, people will, like, you know, when you're eating dinner, they will stand over your table. And I'm, uh, because I, I, I can't tell them to piss off because, yeah. like, you know, that's what will be said about me, that I'm an ungrateful bitch and that, you know, the people put me where I am and I should, you know. But my husband is just literally like, we're eating our dinner, <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it can be, it can be difficult. Like, like I said, I'm always grateful for people coming up and, like, and the support I get is amazing. But it's just the other side of it. Like the abuse that I don't ask for, like the guys, the, like people that come up to me. No, no, people, people that come up to me are like, oh, look, can we have a photo? Or look, I don't mind. And that is the people, is the people that are like in front of my face when I was literally there. Oh, was you on love? Like, like saying, was she on love? Like, yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. Like literally, like I'm not even there. And then saying, oh, like she's only been on love and she's got no talent and like. Like, literally comments like this that I never asked for. Like, oh, I don't remember her and this and that. That like, I don't ask for right in front of my... Like, I know. I actually went up to him. I said, you're right. I ain't got no talent. Can't sing for shit, if you want to know. But, yeah. <laughs> but literally, like, it's just unnecessary stuff that is, like, sometimes hard to deal with. And I feel like you've got to be... you Yeah, you've got to be, like, defo prepared to, do, to deal with that coming out of it. And like I said, I'm quite strong. But it's nice to have a support system that can relate to you. And for me, that was my girl, Kaz. Like, we used to speak about it you know, opinions, it getting to you, like, she went through quite a hard time herself, she overcome it, and we've just literally been there for each other, and I think, like, even if, even if, like, I was to go back in, I don't know if I'd want to do it without her, because even in the villa, she was just my support system all the way through, it can be quite hard being in in TV sometimes, since in, like, are you saying this to me for the show, or are you being genuine, but she was that one girl that I could just go, say everything to, it would be genuine. I want the best for her. She wants the best for me. We know how it is. We can go away together, like do what we want to do. And it's just like amazing. And we just always there for each other, calling each other when each other have an issue. And she brings me back down to earth sometimes. Like I'll be like, I'm worried about this and this and this. And she'll be like, Lib, take a step back, sit down, realize, realize the situation. I'm going to get up a tweet actually. And I've just remembered something coming out of the villa that Kaz said to me and I tweeted about it and it really, really helped me and this was when not long after we'd just come out. Uh, so I go, I remember coming out of the Love Island um, villa and facing some trying situations and Kaz says to me, Lib, you have to remember it's background noise. Keep focusing on what's important. And now every time someone says something negative, I just think about the background noise and move on it works because you really have to think about that like when people have negative opinions and that it's literally just in the background they're not in your life most of them are strangers most of them it's something to do with them not you so you just have to think of it as background noise and keep it moving but she told me that and that that helped me i can't convince these people so i have to just focus on the people i can convince in politics yeah. i'm like these people hate you. you it doesn't matter what you do you could literally <laughs> make world yeah. peace happen and they'd be like She's very selfish. Now, politics is a very argumentative, very debated topic. More than Love Island. I was... Actually, I don't know. Was, is politics more argumentative than Love Island debate? Uh, it's not dissimilar. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's some definite similarities between yeah. Love Island and the House of Commons. That's politics, Except yeah. that we've got clothes on. 
uh, oh, yeah, we like to eat on camera. You know, nobody comes and waxes our legs. I, our babes, I was in the video in COVID times. No one was even coming to do my nails or wax my legs, unfortunately. But luckily, <laughs> your nan knows you're brilliant at waxing your legs, exactly. so you'll be all right. She does, she um, does. So, uh, well, I mean, Kaz sounds amazing. How would you sign off your letter to her? I would say thanks for always being my rock since our lives have changed together and let's keep living life together. Love you. Wow. It has been such a pleasure. It's been mainly a pleasure because... I'm in London at the moment and I like oh, listening to yeah. people with Birmingham accents. I'm like drawn towards them. So <laughs> it is a pleasure. And you are a true Brummy soul. You have all of the hallmarks of the things that I love about people from Birmingham. And that you are, although you are considerably more positive than most of the people I come across. But then <laughs> that, that is politics for you. It's not easy positive environment. Yeah, it's not a particularly optimistic or positive environment that I live in. But um, you, um, but you, you have been a total pleasure. So thanks very much for sharing. Thank it with you. Us. Lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Yours Sincerely with Jess Phillips. If you want to hear more conversations just like this, make sure you follow Yours Sincerely with Jess Phillips on the podcast provider of your choice. And why not write a letter to your friends, telling them all about this podcast? You could also follow us on social media. We're at Jess Phillips Pod. Goodbye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.